Hey, it's your neighbor, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Hey, Bill Nye the Science Guy, it's Ellen, the, uh... Just Ellen, I guess. Welcome aboard Spaceship Earth. Journey with us now to the dawn of recorded time as we explore the amazing story of human communication. <laughs> Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of living with the land. Have a great stay in Condor Flats or wherever your final destination may take you. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 713, and together, as we have been since 2005, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find everything else at www.radio.com. So the 2023 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival features food and fun for guests of all ages and is a real feast for all five senses in 360 degrees. This week, I invite you to join me live from the first day of the festival as we sample and share our top five foods you need to try at this year's event, including a few wonderful, delicious, and unexpected surprises. Then stay tuned for our Disney Trivia Question of the Week, where you can enter to win a Disney prize package, including something from this year's festival, something special I'm going to be sharing over the next couple of weeks on social, your voicemails, and more. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Hello from Epcot Center. It is Wednesday morning, March 1st, 2023, and there's something in the air. It's not just spring. It's not just this inspiring Epcot Center background music, but more importantly, it is the first day of the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival 2023 that runs not one, not two, but 127 days through July 5th. 2023. And I'm not normally a first day rope drop kind of guy, but this year I felt like I needed to be here to experience what's new at this year's festival because there's a lot. From the scavenger hunts to new topiaries, festival marketplaces, garden destinations, there's a little something for everyone. For the entire family, or whether you come alone. And today, I'm gonna to be sharing a lot on social, on my Instagram stories, but I'm on a quest. I'm on a quest specifically to find the best of what's new in terms of food from this year's marketplaces. I'm coming in armed with my Disney gift card, my credit card, an empty stomach, 
and a sense of adventure. Because I'm coming in alone, but I know that along the way, I will find or make friends to help find the best of the best. Our top five new items you need to try at this year's festival. This is the first, it shall not be my last visit to the festival this year, but I am excited, I am hungry. Let the adventure begin. And before I begin my hour culinary quest, I want to highlight that in addition to all of the different food options that are available, there is, one of the reasons why I love this festival is because I think Epcot is in its glory. It is, it is absolutely beautiful during flower and garden season, but there's also so much more to do individually or with the... Here's a quick top five things that you shouldn't miss at this year's Flower and Garden Festival. One, you by yourself or you and your family should absolutely do the Egg Stravaganza Scavenger Hunt, which is an Easter egg hunt inspired by Disney characters. If you have little ones, be sure to check out the Family Friendly Play Gardens, which is over in World Discovery. It's a camp-themed play garden where kids can go climb and jump and play and expend a little bit of that excess energy. Also, make sure you check out the new topiaries. This year, in the main entrance, you'll see spectacular topiaries with characters from Disney's Encanto with Mirabelle, Antonio, Isabella, and Luisa. There's also, in the American Adventure, a new Tiana topiary, which we saw pictures of on the Disney Parks blog. I can't wait to see in person. Also, there's new garden destinations, and this is what I'm really excited to. There's not one, not two. There's about seven or eight new garden destinations, including at Connections Cafe, there's a community garden and a Connections Conservatory garden. There's a Topiary Heritage Garden in the United Kingdom. Also, by the way, be sure to check out the English Tea Garden. And if you can, take one of the tea tours uh, that is led by the folks from Twining and cast members. Really, really a lot of fun. I cannot wait to go to Japan. It is my favorite pavilion. They have a Kokodama Garden, a Bonsai Garden, and a new Shishi Odoshi Garden as well. There's a Desert Garden in Mexico. And in World Discovery, there's a new Songbird Meadow and the family-friendly Play Garden as well. And if you are into merchandise, there are three different collections to celebrate your visit to the festival. There is a spectacular 70s-inspired, super groovy Orange Bird collection. There's a brand new Snow White collection featuring some of her favorite flowers and friends from the forest. And of course, the official, unofficial mascot of Epcot Center, it's Figment. You want to sort of let your imagination go wild. Uh, Figment has a wonderful cacti garden highlighted in this great new fresh assortment. A lot of different merchandise that you can find. I almost called it in Centurium or Mouse Gear, but it is over in Connections as well as a number of other locations throughout the festival. I'll try and take some photos, share those on socials. But again, there is a lot to do. And at night, don't forget about the Garden Rocks concert series, 5.30, 6.45, and 8 o'clock. There's a ton of musical acts from the past, as well as a lot of musical acts highlighting some of Orlando's local and, pardon the pun, blossoming talent as well. If you go to freshepcot.com slash gardenrocks, you can see the entire schedule of performers. Uh, they, they play usually for about three or four days and then rotate through. So it's a reason to come. And more importantly, it's a reason to come back. But I've strayed long enough. It's time to begin our quest for food.
Our journey around the world takes us now to the American Adventure, also known as Magnolia Terrace. And I am joined, we're joined once again by Lisa Donato Glasner. Hi, so glad to be here and very hungry. And Lori Oliveri. Excited for all the bites. And is this the first time you've ever done any sort of a food related review thing? It is. All I've ever done with you is China. <laughs> Where, and I mean this affectionately, Lori is she's like Mikey. She'll eat anything. She'll try anything. As long as it doesn't have shellfish in it. <laughs> Quick story, what's the most exotic thing that you've ever eaten? Oh, the um smoked squid in Shanghai Disneyland. Oh, I thought you were going to say the thousand-year-old egg. No, the the cuz remember how thin that was? It was and it smelled for miles. <laughs> and I tried it. It was like eating uh uh fish leather. Oh. For all the times Lori's eaten fish leather. All right, well, don't worry, because today we're at Magnolia Terrace. First things first, we're here to talk about the food. Can we talk about the Tiana topiary, which is brand new this year? She is gorgeous. We were talking earlier about how the faces of the topiaries have continued to improve over years. I think Tiana is even a step above that, but it's that arch behind her, sort of that draped moss. It really sort of frames that photo beautifully right in front of the Magnolia Terrace. It's so pretty. We were talking, like you said, about how they keep bringing out the topiaries each year. And each year, it's like they've leveled them up in detail. And the, like you said, that archway behind her with the soft sort of stuff hanging from it, I bet at night it's really beautiful. And like if there was a soft breeze going, I bet it's really, really pretty. It would look definitely very southern with a little breeze going mm. and the moss moving. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's pretty. And you can experience it in all five senses in 360 degrees because in addition to it looking good, it smells so good here. We stopped to try not one, not two, but three of the items on the Magnolia Terrace menu. There's a muffaletta panini with ham, salami, mortadella, provolone, Swiss, and an olive salad. A spicy chicken gumbo with andouille sausage, Ben's original long grain and wild rice, and a crawfish pie. That has no description next to it, but it does have that sort of fl flaky phyllo dough top to it. Lori, we know you cannot have shell shellfish, so let's dig into the muffaletta panini. For Ladies first, dig in, start trying it. It is a, it's about half of a round roll. And if you've ever been to New Orleans where the muffaletta uh, originated it looks, you're, you're butchering it. Just, <laughs> yeah, oh just take it. Don't say, oh my God, and pull it away from me. You're supposed no, to say, oh my God, and give so it to me. <laughs> it's, so, it's my favorite kind of sandwich. Ooh. It's that warm deli meat with the olive spread. The mm. olives are so good. The olives make it. The yeah. olives make it. It's yeah. a little spicy, mm. but not too that. much. Just a little bit. It's perfect. It's Oh, yeah. And the bread is toasted, so it has a nice crunch on the outside. And it has a carrot in it, so it has a carrot in it, so it's kind of like a salad. <laughs> and it's so weird because I'm like I'm like a broken Italian because I don't like olives, but I like the olive salad mm. on here. And the same with that, like when I was in New Orleans, because I think it has the the saltiness of the ham mm -hmm. as well as the the uh, the provolone cheese and the mortadella. Gives that that little bit of spice too. That's really nice. <laughs> They're both chewing. They can. It, it's like a tapenade flavor. It's like mm -hmm. a very mild olive, mm -hmm. 
and it's the like you said the bread is toasted really well this is like my ideal italian like warm italian sandwich it's so good it's not soggy at all it's perfect it's just perfect yeah that's really nice and let me just quickly look at this came in at six dollars that's um that's a winner right there yeah that i would come back for that and it's not really heat it's more like a pepper it's like a peppery heat. You know? I like the taste that sort of sits on your palate, yeah, like as it's done. Laura, you can finish that, and I'm only doing that because you can't eat <laughs> the other two. Uh, I think let's try. Let's go to the spicy chicken gumbo. I dig me a good gumbo. This is a. It's actually a pretty large um, portion over rice. Let's sort of stir this around. And I'm sure if you're from New Orleans, your definition of spicy might be different than what this might be. But let's see. Oh no, that's got that's got some that's got a little bit of heat to it. Oh, it's actually really nice. That's really really good. That's really really nice. It's got a little heat. I was a little nervous after the sandwich because that hadn't gone away completely yet, but <laughs> it's not bad. Again, it's like a peppery mm-hmm. heat. It doesn't like blow up in your mouth after. To Lori's description of what a nice cool night out here would be that would be the perfect sort of like comfort food because that's really what this all is this is like southern comfort not southern comfort but southern comfort food that's really good i really like that and i think that's an improved we've had this in the past and it did not it wasn't awesome this is really really good i was gonna say i was not that enthusiastic about starting here because to be totally honest in the past i haven't loved this booth but this is really really good i'm excited to try the whatever the crawfish pie is all right, you start, you start on the crawfish pie while I have another taste of the gumbo. Lori, this is awful. You're not missing anything at all. Don't you worry about it. So the crawfish pie is in a, it is a smaller, like a, it's like a, a large ramekin. I'll put post photos in the show notes, but it's a, it's a smaller portion, but filled with, like there's no rice in here. This is all like crawfish. Yeah, and it's topped with like a little round of phyllo dough. Again, it's... Temperature hot. Temperature hot, yeah. <laughs> Let me, I want to actually have a bite that, oh, I'm going to dunk this phyllo dough in it a little bit because I think it probably needs that for texture. Oh, look at that, though. When you lift, when you take it out, you can see there's a ton of, yeah. like, little shrimp and crawfish and stuff. <laughs> Steer clear, Laurie. <laughs> Laurie's going into anaphylactic shock just looking at this. <laughs> this is really, really good. I'm wow. so, I'm so excited. This makes me so optimistic about the whole festival because I have yeah. not loved this booth in the past, and this is fantastic. America, spread your golden wings. Sail on eagles' wind across. What? You made the most of your minute and a half. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, America, you have redeemed so yourself. You have really redeemed yourself. I think all three of these are winners. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. That crawfish pie is is excellent. And the one thing that we didn't get was the bananas foster bread pudding, which I'm sure is really good, too. It was yeah. just a little early for that. But I saw somebody with it right next to us, and it looked really good. There's also a Bayou cocktail, Bayou spice rum, coconut rum, fruit punch, and orange juice. I'm not a drinker, but that actually, Lori's like, yeah, why didn't we get one of those? That sounds like <laughs> something that you'd have, like, in a punch bowl at somebody's house. Yeah. Um, this is a big winner. I'm giving, you know what? If we're doing a scale from one to five. That was really good. I'm giving Magnolia Terrace a five. Yeah. Yes. And I've never given Mm-mm. America, the, the, the marketplace, a five before. Even like the aftertaste that's in my mouth right now yeah. is like, I don't, I'm not in a rush to eat anything else right now. That was so good. I still have the... 
pepper olive flavor on my tongue. I like the fact that they weren't afraid to put a little bit of spice. Again, not so much so that it overpowers the flavor of the food. It enhances it, which is what spices are supposed to do. Really, really nice. They all go together really well, too. If you had to pick one from here, which would you pick? That's tough. Maybe the sandwich, just because it's so different. But all three are really good. Look at those big pieces of okra in the gumbo, too. How much was the... um, Gumbo, because that's a big bowl. The gumbo was six twenty-five. That's a good deal. And the the muffaletta was six dollars. The chicken gum was six, and the crawfish pie was, was six seventy-five. That's a really really good yeah. buy. That's a lot of food. So that that might be my that's go-to like a lunch. Lunch. That's like a whole bowl yeah. of lunch. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, yeah, maybe the gumbo. And you're right. I'm tr- like I want to finish it, but I don't want to finish it because I don't want to get too full. Because as we're recording this, is this is the first stop of the day just because we happen to be here at 11 o'clock when, when it opened all right magnolia terrace god bless america you get a, a, a five star rating there that's good Honor. i would come back i would come back for this oh, yeah. yeah absolutely yes. yeah i could see being here and being in the mood for yeah, that gumbo i love this i would bring i'll get this and he'll get the, he'll get those two again yeah actually that may be the play come here with another person and get both and have half the sandwich and the gumbo and that's Ooh. a nice meal i'm sorry you spelled all three wrong yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that. Well, the they're all good. You can't go. Wrong. Yeah, it's a lot of food. The, I'm sure the bread pudding is good too. You ever tried the beans from here? So I made my way over to Morocco and the Tangerine Cafe flavors of the Medina. Now you may recall Tangerine Cafe used to be not just one of it, one of the best quick service locations in all of Walt Disney World. It now is more seasonal, sort of follows the festivals. And so if you're walking through Morocco, don't forget to go into Tangerine Cafe because they do have a festival menu that includes a hummus trio, chicken or lamb kebab, and an orange blossom saffron cake. I walked in, in the interest of being a completist and and researcher, I ordered all three. I turned around and who's standing next to me but Lisa and Lori again. So it's actually fortuitous because I don't think I could eat all of this on my own. Quick note, if you look in your paper flower and garden guide, it actually doesn't show the chicken kebab. It may show it on the digital menu on your app. Um, Ladies, we talked very briefly before we got here how much we love Morocco's food, how much we miss the the Tangerine Cafe as a whole, but we really like the selection uh, and the presentation, too, of all three of these different items. Yeah, so like we were saying, this was easily like a top three quick service for me before they, you know, shut it down with all the changes they're making at this pavilion. But I love that they're using it for booze at each of the festivals and everything that they serve is always gorgeous and flower and garden, obviously, just that much more. So so I'm excited to taste it, but just looking at it is so pretty. (laughs) And Lori, I know you're an adventurous eater. Lori also, she broke the rules. She dug into the cake already when I wasn't looking (laughs) Yeah, but why not have dessert first? Because you can. The cake is so good and creamy inside. It was not at all what I was expecting. The One of the best parts about this pavilion here is the colors of the food. The, they have beets and black garlic, and the, it's so colorful. And it's very tasty. Let's start with the chicken kebab, just because it's, it's warm before we get to the other stuff. Um, it's a single skewer over a little uh, chickpea and carrot salad with sort of a white 
creamy sauce on top. If you wouldn't mind doing the honors, it looks like there's. We I'll might be lucky. There's. Bit. It looks like there's three different pieces on there. So, if you've been to other festivals and eaten at this um, this location, it, you probably have had this before because they always have some variation of this. Um, kebab on the menu and it's served on like a car- um, carrot slaw that has some chickpeas and is it raisins or currants some sort of little dried thing in it oh, it's great it's always great it's so good <laughs> i was tempted to get the lamb but i was outvoted i know lamb is not everybody's cup of lamb but but i'm hearing nothing but ooze and, and some ahs here hold this while i like the chicken actually is a tastes fresh off the grill like, I definitely don't regret getting the chicken. I'm sure the lamb is great, too, but the chicken is awesome. You need to get a little bit of the slaw in your mouth with the chicken because that sort of adds the texture, and there's a little bit of a sweetness. Mm. Isn't that good? Uh, chicken oh. is really good. Yeah. Oh, so. I really like that. Wow, it's really good. It's not too much. And the sauce that's on it is... I, forget, I don't know what you call it. It's like any kind of like a yogurt sauce that you would get at this kind of a restaurant. Yeah, you're right. The the char of the chicken and there is a little bit of sweetness with the salad. It's a really nice contrast in textures and flavors. <laughs> All right, let's move on because you get not one, not two, but three different types of hummus. There's a traditional chickpea hummus. There's also a beautiful red bean and black garlic hummus and an avocado herb hummus with Moroccan bread and and the crispy papadam, which I really, really like as well. So you get different sort of types of bread that you can use as well. Lori, go ahead. This is the papadam. Okay. So it's a, it's a very thin, lightly sort of toasted, crispy. Sometimes it can have a little bit of a, a little bit of almost a spice to it. And then there is regular, um, like Moroccan pita bread. Oh, it smells delicious. I'm excited. I'm, I'm a big beet. I love beets. So I'm excited for this. And I learned from Gilligan's Island that beets are good for you. So <laughs> they gotta be. It is like dirt, so they've gotta be good for you. No, they don't. No, I'm only kidding. I like them. Wait, I'm... they actually had me not at beet, but when I saw that it was beet and black garlic. Mm-hmm. It's not overpowering. Mm. The beet flavor is not. The beet flavor is not overpowering at all. It's very good. It's very. It's sweet. It like is. there's a sweetness to it. Yeah. Well, I think beets can have a sweetness, right? Yes. I mean, these are, it's very good. I mean, you, you, you do taste the beet, but it's not overpowering at all. They're probably roast. If you roast the beets, they get sweet. Mm-hmm. It's actually the avocado hummus I was looking forward that to most. That was the one I like the most. The avocado the hummus avocado is, yeah, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's making the yummy face for the beets. I'm going to try a little bit of the papadon. Yeah, the is very good. Yeah. It's a, little, it's a little tart too. It's not. It's not sweet like they. What's in it that makes it tart? Did it say like lemon maybe? It just says avocado herb. It's very good. But this is actually a really nice, <clears throat> easy, simple, shareable plate. I think it's super accessible too, as long as you like hummus. There's nothing sweet or there's nothing um, spicy, as opposed to it's actually a little sweet on some of them. Yeah, I could definitely see like coming here like with a couple friends, getting all of these dishes, maybe like, you know, a couple flutes of something to drink to go with it on a, like a, at sunset. It would be really nice. I mentioned the presentation is is lovely, but we should mention more specifically like 
the hummus that we're eating is served on this round of, that looks almost like a piece of marble. It's not, obviously, but it looks like it. And then there's like a fan out of the different breads. And the hummuses are, there's like a traditional hummus that's more of a normal color. And then the avocado is a very pretty green. And the beet is obviously like a bright, bright pinkish bread. And it's really pretty. Try it without the bread. It tastes totally different. serving me like it's, a, like it's a spoonful of sherbet. I had to taste it without the bread to get the garlic. Oh. You're right. You do taste the garlic way more if you just eat it that way. Yeah, that's that's really nice. Like it's just it's a very nice, it's a nice, simple, light snacking plate. But now, but I'm really curious about the orange blossom saffron cake. It's got like a, it's got like a not a shell, but it's it's got like a shell on the outside of it, and then there's sort of almost like a custard on the inside. And it looks like it's on a bed of like a pistachio cake, and there's. Lisa just fell back in her chair. Oh my god, that's so good. This now I, you might not know this about me, but not I'm not guy. really a sweet guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sweet. There's a um, there's a wonderful sort of citrus. It's pistachio, there's, but there's like a wonderful sort of citrus flavor that that sits on your palate when you're done. That's like a nice little like layer of sweetness. You're right. That's really really nice. It's and it's really nice. I love saffron. I love saffron. It's it's all these different flavors, but they're all like married together really well and subtle. There's like a berry on the bottom. There's the pistachio cake. There's a really nice custard, and then I guess the saffron is looks like it's sort of in the shell that's around the custard on top. It's like a sugar shell. It's like a sugar shell, yeah. not like an ice cream dip, but kind of like, like you can sort of like crack the top. Yeah. And it's when you hear cake, it's not. It's like a layer of like pudding on top of the the thin cake underneath. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of different so flavors good. going on. This is delicious. This, I'm, If this isn't a top three dessert at the festival, even though it's the first one we've had, I'll be shocked. This is a good start a trend. It's all right. It's a good problem to have. These are. This is really, really good. Mind you, this is only the second pavilion we've been to so far. Wherever we, wherever we have our top ten. But yeah, this is actually really nice. And what is this sort of raspberry? Is it like a raspberry? Like a berry, it's like coolie, like on the yeah. bottom. Yeah, almost like a gel. It's like a gel mm-hmm. consistency. Yeah, it's and it's beautiful. It's not um, too. It's not too sweet at all. None of it is. I don't think. It's and it's so good. very soft all through, but then it's got these like roasted pistachio nuts yeah. that are sort of whole and sliced, sprinkled throughout that kind of cut the softness to give it a little bit of interesting texture too. Yeah, there's a nice sort of uh, layers as it hits the palate as you sort of bite through everything. That's really nice. That's that's really really nice. Um, that and the hummus. I mean, the the chicken kebab almost is getting because it's 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 like a normal chicken kebab. It's almost sort of letting getting left behind because the flavor profile of that is so high and so rich. The other one is a nice little snacking dish. I do think the slaw that's with the chicken like levels it up a lot. Like if you that's a, it's got like a really nice char on the chicken and putting it that in your mouth with the slaw. I mean, I think it holds up against the yeah. other two. I'm glad I started with dessert. I'm glad I started with dessert first. Woo-hoo. That's why you're everybody's favorite grandma because you start with dessert. What would you rate overall Tangerine Cafe flavors of the Medina? I mean, I don't want to feel like we're giving them out easily, but how is that not a five? I, I would say like a four and a half. Yeah. 
think the breads could have been a little bit. I, I, I'll I, say a four and a half because because I want to give yeah. room yeah. for later on. You know, if we rate everything a five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I will. I will give it a very, very solid four and a half. I'm going to give it a four point three seven five because it's not quite a four and a quarter. It's not quite four and a half. How would you rate the dessert this by itself? The desserts are five. five. Yeah, the desserts are five. I like this. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish some of the crispy papadam because I really like that. The bread. I'm really not a sweet guy. I'm not kidding. Wandering the promenade during the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is like going to Toys R Us in 1976 and walking up and down the aisles because there's so much good stuff like you want just like take it all home and try everything and you can't although i i do have to say one of the reasons why i like this festival so much is unlike food and wine which can be overwhelming because of the number of marketplaces on the promenade there are fewer options and some might say even the selections of food is better than in in the larger festival um, like food and wine so as we've been walking through it's tough to not want to stop every single place and try everything. But when I see that there's something that is new and interesting on a menu, like at Trowels and Trellis, hosted by Impossible, we have to stop and get not one, not two, but three items on the menu. And Walt Disney World has always been, for those with special dietary requirements or allergies or vegetarian or vegan, a place to go because you can always ask a chef to make something special for you. But now those items are just on the menu. And here there's a full impossible booth. Impossible is not just for vegans and vegetarians anymore because so many of the impossible items over the last few years have been really, really good. So my interest was very much piqued when I saw the impossible lumpia with Thai sweet chili sauce. Lumpia is like a small, thin, like fried egg roll. And boneless, impossible Korean short rib with cilantro lime rice, demuji slaw, and kimchi mayonnaise. There's a lot of words in there that I really, really like. Korean, short rib, cilantro, kimchi. And then we also got the twining iced tea with cranberry and lime. There's a non-alcoholic version, and there's also an alcoholic version with... Um, lime vodka that's served in a mason jar. So first thing that we noticed, and again, I'll put photos in the show notes at www.radio.com, is the presentation of the Korean short rib was beautiful. Two large, thick pieces of what would look like normally like a, a fatty short rib over a, uh, a scoop of rice and bok choy, like very, very appetizing. It smelled really good. And then you get five of the little lumpia. Laurie is just sitting with one, like delicately pressed against her lips going, can I eat this now? Am I allowed to eat this now? Go ahead, Laurie. You're, mm. you're digging into the... <laughs> I think she there was probably six and Laurie ate one it already. It delicious. It smells barbecue-y. You, you got wouldn't... it in your mouth and you're still telling me it smells good. <laughs> 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 it was very good. The outside is crunchy. The inside is still meaty, mm. even though it's not meaty, but it's mm. meaty. Mm, wow. That's so good. I'm sorry. What? The sweet chili sauce is perfect. It's not too much. It's just enough. And I like the size of them. It's like 
the size a of a like a little like almost like half a taquito like yeah. it's like a two or three Short bite size but you're right it has sort of that thin crispy like flaky egg roll outside mm-hmm. you would never know that there's not some sort of meat inside it's really really good i love the uh, smell it? the sauce it smells delicious this is delicious. I always love trowel and trellis, and they always do really cool things with the impossible faux meat. It's funny, there was a woman in front of us in the line, and she asked the person at the register, are the short ribs real meat? And she said no, and she said, well, then count me out. And I was like, no, they're really good, because you really would never know. This, it's like These are the texture of like a, ta- like a taquito, but shorter, like you said. Yeah. These are excellent. That's a great little snack, and that came in... That's delicious. Those were... That's five fifty. If my math is correct, that's a dollar ten cent for each one. And a five, yeah, five, five pieces. That's really, really good. And a really, good really, really good. So if you had to share them with your family, you could. That's a nice, five yeah. That's a um, that's a nice shareable little. And they're not. And you don't have to cut it up. It's already yeah. it's already five pieces. So if you're with a group of people, it's not like a mess sitting there trying to use a knife to cut portions for everybody. And it's not like a heavy fry on it. Like it's lightly fried. That's really good. And then you sort of wash it down with the iced tea. That's nice. The iced tea is uh, tart from the cranberry and the lime. It's very good. Yeah. And the iced teas, the iced teas are four fifty each. Um, the impossible, the boneless impossible short ribs come in at six seventy five. Again, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a big portion. We haven't had it yet, but assuming it tastes good, it's a big portion for six seventy five. And it's got some nice, like, bok choy with it. So, I really like the flavor and texture of Impossible over some of the other, to use your expression, faux meat. Because it has, it, it, it has the, the right texture and chew that, um, you know, real meat does. Obviously not the same type of texture as in a short rib, but it almost has, like, a thick, dense... Meatloafy texture, yeah, it's got a meatloafy texture. Yeah, it has the texture of a meatloaf. It's not stringy or stringy or anything like a rib is. You can just chew it. It's Which can nice. sometimes be fatty, right? Sometimes the fattiness, some people, the fattiness turns some people off on, on the ribs. That's what I like a lot about sometimes using Impossible in regular recipes is that you get that meat taste without any of the grease. And I know certain of our friends are probably listening to this and canceling me completely, but it's <laughs> it's good. I, I think I preferred the lumpia taste wise which is surprising me but um no, this is they're both they're both excellent they're both excellent i think if i was going to go grab something again it would probably be the limpia just because it's such a like group friendly tasty thing but this is really good too like i would come back and order both of these like i could absolutely eat that my daughter would love this right my daughter she's not vegetarian per se but she doesn't love a lot of meat just flavor and texture she would really really like this what do you give this if you had to rate the booth as a whole and or each one on a one to five scale? Probably a four for me. Like a 4.25? I, I like the... The lumpia, the lumpia, are, lumpia. My favorite. The lumpia are really good. I think the, the, the lumpia are like a four, four, seven, five, nine, two, three. That is the first time I've ever tried Impossible Meats. Is it really? It is. So I wasn't quite sure what to, you know, me, but I'll try it anyways. So, what, so talk to me about sort of that first experience it's then like for you. like a meatloaf. Like a texture yeah. of a dry meatloaf. But it was good. Well, it, I like the sauce, too. It, 
works really well as a burger for that reason. It's it's. I mean, you kind of have to suspend disbelief a little bit for a short rib because, like you said, you don't have that stringiness, which is not the worst thing. You're not getting it caught in your teeth at the festival with your friends. Not the worst thing in the world. It's good. The Olympia is my favorite. I, I love that, and I think it's an awesome, like, shareable for if you were walking around the festival with a group of people. Right. As, I, as I'm on my fourth piece of the short rib, you take – you almost – it. Putting the word short rib in there almost does it a disservice because yes. you're expecting it to yeah. feel a certain way. But if you just talk about an impossible, fla- you know, they're talking about the, the flavor of the sauce that's on it. I think it's really good. Like there's a there's a nice spice to the impossible. I, I like the texture. I like sort of the, the mouthfeel of it too. This is this is another winning booth. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I think if I walked in and they just told me it was like a poke bowl or like some kind of a rice bowl, I would have liked it more than expecting it to be short rib. I think you're right about that. And I like the iced tea, too. Um, I like the twining iced tea with the, the cranberry and lime. And it's a nice compliment to this, too. I think this works. Yeah, I think this works well. There's two lumpia left, one for each of you. Go ahead. And come on. You know you want it. I just want to smell them. God, you have the last one. Okay, thank you. Are you gonna record me while I eat the last one? I can't What's believe they I can't believe these two yeah. took the last they took the last two. Nobody offered me a bite. I'll it's alright. I'll ditch them and come back later on my own. I'll just go just order for myself. As we continue on our journey around the promenade and as the day goes on, the crowds are starting to pick up, as this is the first day of the Flower and Garden Festival. And along the way, we have a fallen soldier. Lori uh Lori did not, was not able to make the trip around. She tapped out only because duty called. But when one goes down, we were able to pick up somebody else along the way to fill her place. She is Carolina Grubova. Hey, Lou. Like, my God. Yes, I'm here. She did not know she was going to get recruited, but we're like, come on down. We're just about to go and hit uh, a booth that we were looking forward to. We got here early and we're sort of walking by the booths before they open. This one very quickly hit our list of must-dos, really because of the blackened fish slider with roasted tomatoes, watercress, and citrus remoulade on brioche, which is new this year. We also got the watermelon salad with blueberries, pickled red onions, balsamic, and feta. I love every word in that sentence. That is a recurring fan favorite. We did not get either of the two street corns with the garlic spread and spicy corn chips or with the plant-based cotija cheese, uh, but we did get a cucumber watermelon non-alcoholic slushy. And I dig this booth because what it is, is embedded in its name. Like, everything here seems so light, so fresh, and super flavorful. And I think it's probably worth mentioning that please don't not get the street corn because we didn't get the street <laughs> corn. It's so, so good. It's just that we already knew it was really good, and it's like the least shareable thing in the world. So get it anyway, but we can tell you that's good without trying it. <laughs> so you also, so Carolina got her. She's like, enough with you amateurs. I'm not sharing my salad. I'm getting one of my own. I'm assuming you've had this before. Well, I got one for myself because I felt embarrassed to share with you. This is one of my favorite dish and I would just kill your salad. Oh. So I just thought it was fair that I would get my own salad. So you did it really more for our benefit than, than anything else. So I appreciate that. Exactly. <laughs> friends helping friends. <laughs> All right, but I think we need to first. I think we need to first dive into the back blackened fish. I speak for a living. Blackened fish slider with roasted tomatoes, watercress, and citrus. So it's a maybe a little bit smaller than a baseball size 
brioche bun. Um, ladies first, you sure you don't want to try one? Okay, try a little. Okay, try it. Here, Carolina, you take that one. And then you and I just take a bite of that and I'll take the other bite. No, 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 okay. just a small little piece. That is a small That's little good. piece. You can do it. I believe in you. I just ate so much. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was eating. I ate every single dish. You and, uh, are a professional. Just... Professional eater. Take a bite of the food. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's a blackened fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very good. I'm, it's good. The fish is very, very well done. The roll, I think, could be maybe a little more interesting. But it's good. It's you know what I felt that the roll almost overpowers it a little bit because it's it's thin. The fish is very good. It's flaky, but it's it's blackened fish. Um, but I think the roll, which doesn't have really any sort of flavor to it, or even like an onion roll or something like that, would have been better. But I think the roll almost overpowers it a little bit. Yeah, the roll is a little bit dry as well, but the fish is really good. Everything inside is really good. It's just the roll. Yeah. It, it's, it's well done black and fish and everything else is just on the plate too. Yeah. It was <laughs> right. It was it, it's an okay dish. I'm actually, you know, again, I'm not a sweets guy. I'm also not really a salad guy, but I love a really nice watermelon salad. And what's nice about this is it's not just the watermelon, but I love the the contrast of having the pickled onions with the blueberries and the feta cheese on top. Like I am a sucker for good feta cheese. This salad is so good. The balsamic just does it for me. It's delicious. And on a hot day like today, this is really, really, really nice. You have to really get everything in your mouth at once. Because you know, if you don't get the balsamic and the cheese with your bite, you, you're missing out. <laughs> and it almost, you wouldn't think that these flavors go together. You would never think to put balsamic vinegar and feta cheese on top of your watermelon. But they complement each other so nicely. And a little bit of that, like, bite and snap from the pickled onions is really, really nice. This is the one dish that I would love to recreate at home. And the colors as well, I think it's perfect for 4th of July. That would be a really nice dish. Yeah, like, if I just had this in my refrigerator all the time, I would eat this every day. You could toss this together pretty easily. But there's some, like, even the blueberries. Which my, I don't belong. I am belong, not. I am you don't want to see me in the kitchen doing anything else other than washing my plate. Even the blueberries that are in it seem like they're just in it for like a little pop of something different, but they, they taste really good in the dish. Like when you hit a blueberry, it's 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 good. It's it, The whole thing works together really well. It's the pickled. Sorry, the pickled onions as well. My gosh, it's delicious. I could cut some watermelons and try to put some onions, but it's not going to taste like this. And I know. Yeah, it's a really nice size portion too. Obviously, it's one that we are sharing with everybody other than Carolina. The slider is six seventy-five. It, it's not. It has not been the star of the show, compared, especially comparatively to what we've had. The watermelon's out is four fifty all day. I mean, all day that's a, such a yeah. no-brainer. Such a no-brainer. I, I doubt I'll have the fish sandwich again this yeah. this season, and that's fine. It was it was fine. The the salad is is killer, and like we said, the street corn at this booth is like a. As a definite do not miss item, we just didn't get it today because it didn't make sense to get it today. You say to do not miss item after I did not order one. So now I feel like I should have, now I am missing it. Well, then you've got corn in your teeth for the rest of the day. (laughs) That's why I do podcasts and not video. Like I know my place in the circle of life. What do you think about the, um, what do you think about the watermelon slushy? It's like a spa in a cup. (laughs) It is. It's really good. I have. I have had some. I love this one. 
it's not sweet. I was um, worried that it's going to taste a little bit, uh, you know, artificial. Usually watermelon and Disney, mm. sometimes it tastes artificial. But this is delicious. I was afraid it was going to be like Hawaiian punch, like a super sweet, like, drink for kids. But it's not. It, there's almost a little bit of, like, tartness to it. Yeah, it's not overly sweet at all. I mean, it tastes, I'd be, I'd be shocked if it's not fresh watermelon and cucumber, because that's exactly what it tastes like. It doesn't taste like there's anything chemical at all going on. I would compare this to a perfect watermelon Gatorade. It has a little saltiness mm -hmm. to it. Looks very, you know, fresh and hydrating. It's really good. I would get this again. So I almost feel like I'm eating health food. Like, this is like what people so who like eat healthy eat. This is light. Yeah, the um, the watermelon salad especially is is really really nice and and if you if you wanted an alcoholic beverage, I would imagine that whatever is the spiked version of this is delicious mm -hmm. as well because it's very light. Oh, I just got one of the blueberries. Right, right. The blueberry. Like, it's like a little it, firework it in your mouth it when it, yeah. it like levels it up. It's like oh, I got a blueberry. <laughs> yeah, because you ate most of them. So I'd like dig down below to get a. Oh, that is like that's a nice little sort of. It's like. <laughs> It's like getting, like, a little toy at the bottom of your cereal. Like, it's this cool little surprise. You're like, oh, my God. I mean, normally I would just dig into the bottom of the cereal first, but, mmm. I really like this. Yeah, this is one of my favorite booths so far. Mm -hmm. This is a winner, especially in summer. All right, so, scale of one to five, watermelon salad? I mean, watermelon salad is a 4.9. It's a five. I like this one. I'm rating a lot of foods today. So. Oh, really? <laughs> everything, is everything a five? I've been giving yeah. out too many fives. Everything is a five. <laughs> There's a, we've been trying to... Well, look, fortunately, we had the, the slider to sort of balance it out. Well, yeah, the slider is not a five. Yeah. The slider is not a The slider like a two. Yeah. yeah I the would slider, say two and a half. Yeah. The most. And I'm sure for some folks like who just want like a nice plain fish sandwich, yeah, it's, it's going to take a perfect box for them. But I think, especially with some of the other flavors that we've had, and it's really been sort of a wide spectrum of what Disney has done in, in terms of types of flavors, types of spices and things like that, too. I, I do think it, it probably does sit around a two, two and a half for me. You know, you might say, oh, it's just a silly watermelon salad, but it really is that good. Like, it's so nice with that. It's that feta. It's delicious. And it matches the weather. Yeah. It's perfect for this weather. Yeah. This is a really nice for a hot summer day today. We're going to go back to America when it's a little bit cooler outside and have, oh, if you haven't been to American Adventure yet, it's, yeah. spoiler alert, it's really, really good. So yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, a long, I'm, I'm in alignment with both of you. Um, big, big thumbs up for the watermelon salad. Yeah, it's almost not fair to rate the booth as a whole because it was so... Well, especially because you told me not to get the corn and now I'm having like all this guilt that I didn't get corn. We'll get corn. We'll get corn later. You know what? Can always go back she she said mind. it to me like I was her son. Listen, uh, you, do, you do your homework and we'll come back and get corn later. <laughs> it's good that this festival is 127 days, so there's plenty of days to get corn. Uh, that's a long festival. It is a very that's, long uh, That's why I think we're going to sort of do like the festival review in like stages because you just can't. After 18 years of doing this, I'm finally realizing you can't do it all in one fell swoop because um, it's not fair to the later food. So... Cool. Yeah, this is good. I dig this. Excuse me, I'm going to go get some corn. Today has been a quest. Not a quest for fun like in vacation, but a quest for the best. More specifically, trying to find the best of the new items at this year's Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. I guess it really is a quest for fun. And 
We've hit a few locations around the promenade, and as the day starts to wind down, I tried to figure out if I'm going to do a top five things you have to try in terms of the new items, where do I go next? And it was sort of a fortuitous, as it's been happening throughout the day, it was really a fortuitous um, meeting, not just with the little orange bird in the Odyssey, but Sarah and Ryan, who just happened to come up and say hello, and we shared a picture of when we met a year ago at Grand Floridian. Hello, welcome. Hi. Hey. Where are you guys from? Fort Worth, Texas. But currently? Currently in Tampa, Florida. And yeah, we started chatting while we were in the Odyssey, which is the Citrus Blossom, looking at all the Orange Bird merch. And I was standing at the menu trying to decide, is this where I want to plant my flag and try some of the orange and citrus-inspired menu items? You said you were about to try the pie. You were curious. I'm like, well, I'm not a sweets guy, and I want to try the other two. And so here we are, standing outside. I mean, we're standing outside the restrooms. But we act, if, you, if you face the other way, you have a beautiful view of um, the World Showcase Lagoon. And we tried everything that was on the menu. The orange sesame tempura shrimp with the orange chili sauce. Citrus baked brie with preserved lemon marmalade. Lemoncello macerated blueberries. And spiced Marcona almonds. And Sarah's lemon meringue pie with lemon curd, lemon mousse and toasted meringue. Now, we are standing out here in the blazing sun. It's a very, very warm day, so we'll go quick so the pie does not turn into soup. Um, I think we should go just top down. I think we just hit tempura and work our way down. There are appear, there appears to be four or five, probably five or so, six-inch pieces of fried tempura with sesames on top. Uh, you are my guest, ladies first. I mean, she took the biggest one, but that's fine. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> hmm. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's good. Got a nice little bit of spice to it. It's really, really good. I like these, like, five finger food type dishes that they've got around. They're very shareable. This is really good. I like it, too, because it's also a very light fry. We were talking today about a lot of very accessible dishes. As you walk around, if you're not an adventurous eater, this is an easy one, right? Shrimp tempura, a little bit of that um, citrus orange glaze. You don't really taste a lot of heat from the chili, so don't let that... I mean, I think on a spicy scale of 1 to 10, it's it's like a 1. Like, there's really... There's nothing really in there. Yeah, I'm not great with spice, and I barely am getting any spice at all off of it. It's almost like you, like an orange chicken kind of a sauce. Yeah. that's what, it, and, a, and a very light tempura batter on the it, shrimp. It's good. It does taste like something almost that you would get like at, at a Chinese restaurant. This comes in at $7, and there's five. So it's a nice, easy, shareable item. And as the colonel used to say, because I'm doing it, it's finger-licking good, too. Um, rate it on a scale of one to five. I thought you were going to say 10. Um, 3.75, maybe a four. I like, I like the rounding of the numbers. I'd go with a four. This is going to sound harsh. I'm going to say three and a half, but it, because it's good, but it's not like something I couldn't eat elsewhere necessarily. Like, it's, it's good. If it's what you're in the mood for, it's good. But I'll give it a three. She's hard. You were right. Sarah, you're right. She's so harsh. I'm giving it a three. So I'm only giving it a three, not because it's not because she's Sarah's in shock. You're like, you like everything. Um, it's not because it's not good, not because it's not shareable, but I think it is sort of a middle of the pack, right? If, if there really is going to be a spectrum and there are things that 
that possibly maybe are ones and twos. We've had better things. I, I think, yeah, I think it's it's fine and it's good. I wouldn't necessarily come here for this, but it is a nice, easily snackable, and like you said, share. All right, maybe it's a 3.5. For the snackability and the shareability, it's nice. And wait, I'm going to bring it up to a 3.75 because it's also served in the air conditioning. Yes. So you can eat inside at the Odyssey, which the seating area is now partial seating and partial merchandise location. If you love Orange Bird or orange-flavored food, this is where you need to go. All right, next is the Citrus Baked Brie. This, um, it's about a, you know, four-inch or so, sort of looks like puff pastry. Are those little blueberries off to the side? Lemon, oh, they're limoncello macerated blueberries. And also, I nibbled one of these spiced Marcona almonds while you were talking. There's three more, simmer down, but they have a kick. They're spicy. So... All right, dig in, please. I'm going to do it all in one. I want everything to sort of happen in one bite. I would, oh, I had that little, like, tingle on the tip of my tongue from the almond. I would never think to put marmalade and brie cheese together, but there's all kinds of, there's a little, like, symphony going on in my mouth of all the different flavors and textures. That almond's very spicy. I think it pairs really nicely together. It's not too sweet, but it's not too spicy. It really just meshes really well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of flavor. I'm not really a big citrus guy myself, but I think it's got a nice little complimentary flavor in that. Ryan's like, of all the places, you bring me to the citrus thing, and I'm not a citrus. It's all right. I'm not a sweets guy, so I, I, yeah. That's wonderful. I wasn't expecting much, but it was wonderful. It's a wrapped brie, if you've ever had a brie that's like wrapped in... Not like a flaky phyllo, but like something like that. And then there's almond on top. If you like like a fig spread with brie, you would like this. And the almonds give it just the that kick from the almond is yeah. like the perfect balance against the sweetness. And the it's almonds nice. are whole and, and, and sliced. So you don't have to have, if you don't want any sort of heat, you don't have to have any of it on there. But I think there's this wonderful sort of, like I said, it's, it's this wonderful mixture of the, the creamy richness of the brie, the light flakiness of... The, the, the pastry on the outside. And I, I actually, I, I like orange marmalade. So this is like a really nice mixture. And if you want that little bit of like that punctuated kick at the end, have one or two of the almonds. This comes in at 525. It's, I think it's a nice portion size for the price too, in terms of value. I think that was lovely. I would get that again in a heartbeat. And I, that was a good point that the almonds, like the spice is completely separated yeah. because it's like four or five Marcona almonds on the side. So if you don't want any spice at all, just don't eat them. It's good. Ryan's on, eyeing the almonds. He's like, I'm past the citrus, but now I'm sort of eyeing Somebody the almonds. All right, what just, you said, you know that you're not a spicy not a person? spice girl. Yeah, I skipped it. I'll try one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's spice there. There's definitely spice. <laughs> it is. You get that sort of little tingle. But it's not bad. It's not bad yeah. at all, though. So on a one to five scale, where do we give this? Is it bad to give it a 3.75 again? I liked it a lot. I was kind of thinking the same thing. 4.25. five. <laughs> Just for those of you doing the math at home and keeping the spreadsheet. But yeah. Listen, if you think that's sweet, that kid behind us just had an almond, by the way. Um, all right. So we're, I wasn't going to get the um, lemon meringue pie. This is all Sarah all the time. It is a nice, um, probably again, about 
4-inch and 5-inch in diameter pie with a nice sort of meringue on top and a couple of candied orange peels. Ladies first, please dig in. I'm excited. Sarah just went for the whole piece. She didn't even like bother like cutting it half. There's no reason to be dainty and or delicate here. I absolutely love it. I think the marshmallow whipped topping with the lemon and the graham cracker crust, like it all pairs really nicely together. But I'm a big fan of like lemon and lime desserts, so it worked really nicely for me. Yeah, I'd say it was definitely um, a nice light dessert. Definitely helpful after uh, a little bit of the spiciness from the almonds. That was delicious. It's like a personal, if you're, it's like a tart, like a mm-hmm. personal fruit tart sized. And then it has that like lemony custard at the bottom and a, like a marshmallowy meringue. That's delicious. I think the star of that show is that little piece of like candied orange rind. You mean the one you ate all of? She had some too. That's your own fault. You cut it. So, right, but wasn't that really nice because it it added a different sort of texture and you got sort of like burst of citrus at the end. It was sweet, but also, like, you're right with the burst. It was something extra and added, and I think it was really, really nice with the lemony flavor. And it's a really nice sort of way to round out if, if you decide to pull an us and get all the things here. Like, I like. I like walking away from a, a, a marketplace kiosk or a restaurant with that flavor that sits on my palate in my mouth. This is really nice because it is light. Um, it's actually a very re- sort of refreshing type of dessert without it being too heavy. And this comes in at four seventy four seventy five. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Not for that size. All right, rate the booth. Or I'm sorry, rate the, the the Odyssey Citrus Blossom Marketplace as a whole. You know, this is my first time actually walking in here. I've come to Epcot a lot, and I really, really liked it. I like that it had the seating. I like that it had... We sat on the floor earlier today in there, and that was really nice. The shops were really nice, and there was a lot of space. I think as a whole, like, I'd give it a 4, maybe 4.5. Yeah, I'd give it a three and a half. I'd say. Nice little place off to the side. You get a little AC. It always feels like it's a bit kind of away from everything, so it can be a nice place to cool off and grab a nice citrusy snack. 3.75. Three and a qu- three and a half doesn't feel generous enough. It's good. It's good. It's a solid booth. It has AC. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I think we're sort of all in the right area. Three and a half, three seven five, um, and for some people it might be a four. But I think because we're taking ep- the, the festival in totality and, and comparing it with other things, it's why it might sit so close to that that middle range. But really, really nice. Um, I think great value for the price too and and i think to your point it's also about the experience of being able to be inside and have all the orange bird stuff there's some great orange bird merch this year and you cannot overlook the importance of air conditioning and it's only march 1st so um, dress and plan accordingly accordingly uh sarah ryan this was a nice surprise this was a lot of fun thank you so much for having us absolutely this is this is the way it happens we just sort of we literally have sort of been picking up people along the way and some people drop off um but this was really great, so thank you. Yeah, it's been good. Thanks. Uh, you too. Thank you. <laughs> Visiting the opening day of the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, my intention walking in the gate was to just do a little bit of a reconnaissance mission, which turned into my quest, my quest for the best, which eventually evolved into my top five 
items slash marketplace booths that you needed to try. And I think we've actually accomplished that because we have the citrus blossom in the Odyssey with the highlights being the orange sesame tempura shrimp, citrus break brie, and the lemon meringue pie. At Florida Fresh near Disney Traders, we had the watermelon salad with blueberries as well as the blackened fish slider. In Magnolia Terrace, well, I'm going to come back to that because that's the winner. Uh, Tangerine Cafe, we had the hummus trio, the orange blossom saffron cake, and the chicken kebab. In Trowel and Trellis, we have the Impossible Lumpia and the Boneless Impossible Korean Short Rib. And the surprise coming in, hands down, at number one, was Magnolia Terrace at the American Adventure with the muffaletta panini, the spicy chicken gumbo, and the crawfish pie. There's a little part of me that regrets not trying the Banana Foster bread pudding, but I will be back. Oh yes, I will be back. And as I started to make my way out and wrap up today's top five, I felt a calling. Dare I say I was drawn to and compelled to go backtrack a little bit over to the Honey Bistro, which is located near where the old um, restrooms and Starbucks used to be. Because as we were talking about some of the highlights of the festival Uh, The Honey Bistro has always been one that has impressed, and I kept on sort of turning back the pages to the menu, and items like the chicken and waffles, the flatbread, and the honey mascarpone cheesecake, I felt needed to at least be taste-tested to see if they make the list. So this is like a bonus. It's like a top 10 that's really not a top 10. Here's a top five with a little bonus, because I think especially... The chicken and waffles. First of all, when you walk over to the Honey Bistro, you are hit with this wonderful, sweet and savory scent as you walk by. But it's the chicken and waffles. It's this crispy honey brine chicken and honey sweet corn bread waffle with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. You get this nice, well-toasted waffle. And as you cut it, You see instantly how tender and juicy the chicken is, but there's this wonderful denseness to the waffle made from that honey sweet cornbread. And then you also have this sweet and spicy butter on the side. I'm so happy I don't have to share. This is so, so good. This chicken and waffles comes in at $6.25. It's actually a very, very shareable portion. There's this wonderful sweetness and density you're my density sweetness and density to the waffle and this wonderfully fried but not heavily breaded chicken with a little bit of that honey butter and spicy honey again don't let the word spicy throw you off because it just has layers and almost sort of waves of flavor that come through that's really really good and i think is actually a really good value as well i may have almost made a critical mistake by not having people help me because I'm now torn between finishing the chicken and waffles because it's like if you took a piece of cornbread and put it into a waffle iron, that's what you would get out, this nice, small, very, very dense and thick. But I'm going to move on because I want to try the pollinator pollinator flatbread, which is with honey-whipped mascarpone, honey-caramelized onions. That's what really had me. Blueberry gastrique, prosciutto, Honey whipped goat cheese, which I love, 
arugula, a honey vinaigrette, and bee pollen. Oh, that's good. That's really good. We had our top... We had, we had our discussion of the best pizza in Walt Disney World, the differentiated flatbread. That is actually delicious. Actually, I want to go back and have another bite, this time with the blueberry on it. There's been blueberry in, like, everything that we've tried today. There must have been a sale of blueberries on, at Publix. The onions and the prosciutto and the blueberry and the goat cheese. It's that creaminess, the sweetness, the saltiness. It all sort of blends wonderfully on top of this perfectly cooked flatbread. Very, very shareable. There's probably about five or six. You can easily share between five or six um, individual slices here. The flatbread comes in, again, super great value at six twenty-five. I really like this a lot. Like, I would come back to this booth and just these two alone, I might have to rethink that this might end up not being a bonus. It might sort of move it up the list of the top five. And being the non-sweets guy that I am, I got the honey mascarpone cheesecake and the honey peach cobbler freeze with streusel, the non-alcoholic version, just because I'm also, I'm not a sweets guy, but I am a completist. The cheesecake has honey whipped cream, whipped honey, crystallized honey, honeycomb, dehydrated honey, and fennel pollen meringue kisses, which look exactly as they sound, like look like little Hershey's kisses made out of meringue. I love the different ways that honey is derived and prepared onto a single dish and the way I'm trying to do it onto a single spoonful. So I actually, I love honey. Um, I put honey in my tea. I put this. First of all, the, the cheesecake standing on its own is really, really good. It's very light. It's airy. It's fluffy. It's creamy. But again, you get saw all of these different sort of derivations of honey flavors and honey textures on it. That is fantastic. Coming from the non-sweets guy, that is an excellent dessert. I really like that a lot. And actually, I want to make sure there's actually a little honeycomb disc. Honey really is. It's the perfect food and never expires, by the way. Honey never expires because I'm just full of useless information. And then finally, to wash it all down, there's a honey peach cobbler freeze with streusel, which is like, um, the only way I can describe it, it looks like grape nuts. It looks like grape nuts on top. It's a honey peach cobbler freeze. It's really more of a very, very thick shell. Actually, I think it's almost better eaten with a spoon than it is as a drink. That's nice, too. That's nice, too. But, but the stars, the chicken and waffle, the flatbread, on the honey mascarpone cheesecake... I know this is a solo review, but this might be this might be an overall five. The booth as as a whole might be an overall five. I'm going to ask, encourage, and challenge you to come to the Honey Bistro during the Flower and Garden Festival, which runs for 127 days. You have until July 5th to come and try it. While you're trying it, call the voicemail and let me know what you tried and let me know. What do you think? Again, the cheesecake comes in at $5. Like, these are all great values as well, too. Uh, hi, how are you? Oh, <laughs> you of course. I love you. I love you. So I nice love you. Wait, I'm recording a review. Say hi. Hi, how are you? It's so nice to be <laughs> yeah. here. What's your name? Eleni. Where are you from? Okay. Uh, New Brunswick. Um, oh. Right down the street from right you. Right down the street. Well, 
ex from, from yes. me. Yes, yeah. well, now. Yes, absolutely. It's yeah. so nice to finally it's meet nice you. To I meet love you too. your podcast so much. Oh, thank you so much. It's such I really a pleasure. appreciate it. This is Annie. Hi, how are you? Oh, are you doing the little scavenger podcast. hunt? Yes, yeah. we are. You having fun? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of fun. Only four more to go. Oh, you're doing it. I'm not going to tell you where Spike might be, but you are in the general <clears throat> vicinity. <laughs> Can I get a picture with you? I would love to. Oh my god, can I get a picture with Lou, please? <laughs> I don't know how steady it's going to be. But... She's, had, she's had a little bit. <laughs> I'm so excited to meet you, Lou. Oh, thank you. Wait, I have something for you. Hold on, wait. Oh, wow. I knew you were coming, so I had to. I mean, I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> you had a feeling, right? I'm not going to lie. I heard your voice. I'm like, that sounds familiar. Why do I know that voice? <laughs> Not from America's Most Wanted, but wait, I have one for you too. Wait, oh, what's your name? Jade. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet, nice you. To meet you. Good. Wait, so I have to... Oh my gosh, oh, it's no. okay. We'll get, get it off. We'll get it off. We'll get it off. Oh my gosh. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I have reservations. Absolutely. It was so lovely. It was nice to meet you too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. For no, me. thank you. You've offered me so much comfort over the years. So much. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I love that. I love that so much. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Have a great day. What do you think of that? What do you think of the shake? Oh my God, it's delicious. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, it's really so good. good. This was my favorite booth last year, so I had to make a beeline. No pun intended. Did you try? Uh, <laughs> I like that. Did you try anything else? Not yet. Not yet. I'm falling on a budget today, so. I, I, I like I'm that like, too. <laughs> so I'm like three things: a drink, dinner, and dessert. So this is my like drink. <laughs> Yes, it was so nice, no, nice to meet you. you. Oh, sorry. Hands full. Thank you. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Well, that was a nice, unexpected, wonderful treat at the end of a wonderful day filled with lots of treats and lots of friends. Thanks again to Lisa, Lori, Carolina, Sarah, Ryan. I'm sure I'm missing a couple of other folks along the way that partook in our uh, quest walking around the world and sampling for the very first time some of the items from this year's Flower and Garden Festival. I would love to know from you what your favorite item, what your favorite booth, what your favorite piece of merchandise. We didn't even get to the merchandise today. It's been a long day. We'll get to it. It's a long festival as well. We will definitely be back, um, do a couple other shows from here on Wednesday nights and maybe another podcast as well. But I want to know what your favorite thing is, what your can't miss booth is. You can come be part of the community and conversation over in the clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can call the voicemail at 407-900-9... That's where we were. 407-900-9391. 407-900-WDW1 from the festival. While, give me your own little mini review of an item or a marketplace um, booth while you are here and uh, thank you again for virtually touring this year's day one of this year's Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. I'm going to go back to the chicken and waffles because I have been sitting here picking on that cornbread waffle whoever the mad scientist is that put those two things together and made this little franken waffle. Bravo. Bravo. My friend, that, this is good stuff.
It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in which you see, hear, remember, maybe even taste. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is brought to you by a new book from the Look Up series about Tracy, the theme park designer. And in this new book, kids meet and befriend Tracy, a science-minded artist who gets to dream up thrill rides all day long because it's her job. The readers follow Tracy's journey from curious kid to confident grown-up with complete art and science-focused STEM activities like how to create your very own ride, plus discover how designers create unforgettable experiences that kids around the world love. What's even better is that Tracy is an actual theme park designer and Joe Rohde was her mentor. And other books in the Look Up series include Amanda, the toy engineer, Dr. Maya, the ice cream scientist, Zai, the video game developer, and Angela, the beauty chemist. And what makes these books special and unique is that they're designed to inspire curiosity and confidence in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math with an award-winning kids' book series that really disrupts the status quo and invites everyone into the unbelievably fun world of STEM. The Look Up series smashes gender barriers, celebrates diversity, and launches the next generation of leaders by introducing kids to real, modern, career women in science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And author Aubrey Andrews has created a secret link just for you where you can download a free theme park design challenge for kids at thelookupseries.com slash theme park. And it's perfect for the theme park loving kid that always asks, how did they do that? So learn more, order your new book from the Look Up series about Tracy, theme park designer, and take the theme park designer challenge by going to thelookupseries.com. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we recorded our live email show from Disney's Boardwalk Resort. And since I ruined but explained the nanny chair question, I asked you to tell me, what is the name or type of chandelier in the Boardwalk Lobby? And first, let me thank so many of you who entered, got this one correct, or admitted that you've walked in and never really took enough time to look up and around at some of the details and amazing little artifacts that are present inside the boardwalk lobby, which is okay. It's part of the reason why I do the trivia questions is to help introduce you to some of the things that you may have overlooked when you visit the parks. And the answer that I was looking for is the Hippocampus Electrolier, which is a slightly bizarre name, but it has a meaning. So the hippocampus actually comes from Greek mythology and was a sea monster that had a horse's four quarters and a fish's tail. So it literally is a seahorse. And actually Poseidon, the god of the sea, was often accompanied by hippocampi, hippocampuses, a bunch of hippocampus, hippocampi who pulled his chariot. Now, Electrolier was the name of a chandelier that was powered by you got it, electric lights as opposed to candles or gas. It was actually meant to sort of replace the word chandelier with electrolier, but it never really caught on. Now this hippocampus electrolier chandelier weighs over 3,000 pounds. It's finished in 22 karat gold leaf, hand cut Austrian crystal and a custom blown glass. And if you look underneath it, there's a glass globe that used to have sand in it and a time capsule that was supposed to be opened on Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, which coincidentally recently passed. Supposedly, the globe 
leaked, it cracked, something happened to it, and the sand and time capsule were removed, supposedly put in some vault somewhere, but I don't know and I haven't been able to find out if in fact it was ever opened. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were once again playing for a WWE Radio mug, a pin, and a mystery prize, and last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Lorraine A. So Lorraine, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, let's test and see just how well you pay attention to what you hear, because where in the world have you heard this phrase? Testing, one, two, three. I don't think this, is this thing on? I don't think this thing is on. Can anyone hear me? Bad impression, but the words match up. Where in the world have you heard this phrase? Testing one, two, three. I don't think this, is this thing on? I don't think this thing is on. Can anyone hear me? What do you think? You think you know it? Can you remember? Can you almost hear it in your mind's ear? Not eye? Well, anyway, this time, this contest runs until Sunday, March 19th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. I'm giving you an extra week to sort of think about it, see if you remember, see if you can figure it out. Only because I am going to be away on our WWE Radio group Adventures by Disney trip to Italy. I'll talk more about that at the end of the show. So you have two weeks to enter for a chance to win. And this week, because the show was from and at and about the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, I'm going to give you a special prize in addition to the mug and the pin from Flower and Garden Festival, which is the brand new Orange Bird Magic Band Plus. So you're playing for the WW Radio mug, the pin, and the Magic Band Plus, which retails for about $45. So good luck and have fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I hope you had fun, learned something new, and that the show brought a little or a lot of happiness and Disney magic to your day and your week. Don't forget to look for another show in your feed automatically every week on Thursday. As I said, I'm going to be adding a second show to the feed from the archive, some past Evergreen episodes, interviews, reviews, and discussions you may have missed. I'll also be introducing some other short solo shows, including top fives and some timely and time-sensitive conversations and reviews, maybe a little bit more Marvel and Star Wars. And of course, I'm open to your suggestions as well. Last week, to coincide with the 40th anniversary of Journey into Imagination and Figment and Dreamfinder, I shared my interview from show number 30 with Steve Kirk, who was partially responsible for coming up with those initial concepts, with the story, and working on the attraction, as well as some of his other work in Epcot, Disney MGM Studios, and over at Tokyo Disney Sea. Of course, if there's a show you'd like me to bring back up from the archives or something else you'd like me to cover on the show, remember, this show is by, for, with, and about you. So let me know. Email me, lou at www.radio.com. You can also connect with me on social. I'm at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of Twitter, a little bit of LinkedIn. And please be sure you like the WW Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com slash WW Radio. And be part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse at wdwradio.com slash clubhouse. 
If you have a question or comment about this or any past episode, or just want to maybe say hello from the parks, you can always call the WW Radio voicemail. I'll play it on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And beginning this week on Wednesday, March 8th, continuing till about March 19th or so, I have something that finally I am able to do and share with you. Finally, after nearly four years of delays because of you know, the world shutting down, our WDW Radio Adventures by Disney group trip to Italy is finally happening. We're going to Rome, Florence, Venice, and Tuscany. I want to share and bring as much of that experience to and with you as I can. I'm going to be sharing primarily on my Instagram and Instagram stories at Instagram.com slash I will go live if and when I can, so it's important you turn on notifications on the WWW page and in the clubhouse on Facebook. And because I'm like right there, it's like right across the street and I've never been before, I'm also going to get to spend one day at the end of that trip on around March 18th or so at Disneyland Resort Paris, which I cannot wait for again, sharing with you as much as I possibly can as it is happening. We have a really nice group of friends and members of the WW Radio community coming along with us. And if you're interested in coming with us on a future event, cruise, adventures by Disney, go to www.radio.com slash events. See what we have coming up, including our cruise on the fantasy this April, our Nat Geo expedition, our very first Nat Geo expedition this December for our river cruise on the Danube to the Christmas markets. To find out more, get a free new obligation quote, visit wdwradio.com slash natgeo23 that's december 9th through the 16th of course look for details about our next meet of the month in walt disney world on the road events and upcoming adventures expeditions cruises etc and because community really is the heart of everything that happens at WW Radio, I want to thank you for being part of the community. I want to say special thanks to some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate your love and support and friendship and help. I also love being able to give back to you each and every month to say thank you. And of course, as part of the nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast. The contests and giveaways are thanks to you. You can find out how you can help the show and our Dream Team Project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, for as little as a dollar per month and get exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, trivia quests, take part in our group video calls every month, get access to our private Facebook group, their stickers, shirts, monthly care packages, and a lot more. I want to thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Stacey Canterbury, Mike Milne, John Justins, and Katie Davis. To find out how you can be part of the nation and help the show, visit www.radio.com slash support. And speaking of support, huge thanks as always goes out to our friends, our extended family at Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. Whether you're coming with us on one of our, our adventures or creating your own adventure in a Disney park, cruise line, Aulani, or any vacation destination around the world, Mouse Fan Travel gives you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you. You can find out more and get a free new obligation quote by visiting mousefantravel.com. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, 
All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell a friend that you're listening, share a link or a screenshot to this or your favorite episode on social. If you tag me at Lou Mangiello, I'll reshare it and of course follow you back. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over an Apple podcast or leave a rating over in Spotify podcast. It is incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Jesse999 who says, love, love, love the podcast. The knowledge Lou shares and knows is amazing. Would love to meet him one day. Jesse, I'd love to meet you as well. Just fantastic. All I can say is thank you, Lou. Thank you, Jesse. And listen, you I, I get questions all the time about how you can win prizes like the mugs and the mystery prizes other than trivia. So this week, or actually for the next two weeks until the next show, I will select one new Apple podcast reviewers who will win a WW Radio mug and pin. And so all you need to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot of it, and then post it on social and tag me so I see it, and I will randomly select one to win a WW Radio mug and pin. And again, that is until Sunday, March 19th. And I think that's it. I think I remembered everything other than to say thank you once again. Please remember to choose the good and be the positive light you want to see in the world. Because remember, every day might not be good, but there's always something good to find in every every day. All you need to do is look for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to sharing our upcoming adventure to Italy with you over the next couple of weeks. So until next time, see ya. Hello, this is Amanda DePhillips from Shoreview, Minnesota. Longtime listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to send a note in and um, tell you how much I enjoyed listening to episode number one or 709, the top 10 restrooms in Walt Disney World. I have to tell you, your toilet talk was perfect while shoveling uh, after our winter storm we just had. And um, I was compelled to, to just mention a few things. First, I think the first time I ever experienced one of those automatic flushing toilets was at Epcot in 1991, and I figured if anybody would know that, it would be Lou Mangiello. Second, I'm totally going to agree with you on the Punzi Potties, as I call them. I think they are amazing, and um, I always tell people to stop there for all of their charging needs and for the restroom experience. I'm especially jealous of the men's room that I have not seen, but I understand has frying pans inside. The ladies do not. I can confirm that there are no there there are no frying pans in the ladies' room, which is kind of a bummer to me. Um, and I wanted to mention that I love the rose modeling in Norway. And when you were talking about it, I was just um, I was taken back to um, last fall when we were there, and uh, we stopped in the bathroom, and and it was completely clean and completely empty because it was towards the end of the night. And it was so, it's just such a lovely bathroom, to be honest. The, the rose modeling on the, on the doors is absolutely amazing. And if you ever want some really good information on the background of rose modeling, stop in the, um, that little bakery there and chat with some of the, the folks because they have, um, they have stories and history on all the painting. So anyways, I wanted to mention it. And finally, for the love, please take little Timmy Foster to the boathouse. I would love to hear that podcast, though I have to admit, it is kind of fun to hear him talk about how he never gets to go. And so maybe maybe don't take him to the boathouse because I do kind of 
giggle every time he says, I've never been to the boathouse. So anyway, um, you brightened up a day, a, a cold winter day when we couldn't be in um, Disney with you. And um, thanks for always sharing the magic. Hey, Lou, this is Mark Baldwin from Orange County, California. On a call from Disney's California Adventure, uh, had a chili from queso for my first time. Never had one before, so super good. Love the chili. Um, the flavor just meshed really well. I'm also standing in Avengers Campus right now and love all the singing and the sounds. Um, looking forward to one day talking about the different um, things, the little uh, Easter eggs that are in Avengers Campus. I know that you have it on your list of top ten. I think it's a really good one. Um, lots of interesting features with the Stark motors and um, the theming with wood slingers to the Quinjet uh, at its maintenance bay. So really love what they do with this area of the Calibre Adventure. Um, and love what you're doing too, Lou. Keep it up and keep spreading um, the good, helping everyone just teasing the good um, as we go about their days. Thanks. Have a good one. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Charlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, currently living in Central Florida. And I'm calling to say I hope you guys have a wonderful time on that uh, WGW radio adventure by Disney in Italy that's going to be on March 10th, which is just a few days away now that we're in March. Then we have almost, uh, what, six weeks until the Bermuda cruise on April 15th, and then nine months almost to the day uh, for the WDW Radio Venture by Disney Christmas Market shopping on the Viking cruise. I think that's going to be absolutely phenomenal. All these great adventures coming soon to all of you that are going on them. I wish you well. Uh, travels and sailings and have a magical day. And congratulations to all those runners this weekend at the Princess Marathon.